and there shouldn't be separate tabs for you and her and then a tab for her friends. You should take on that whole bill. You guys agree with that? You see where they're coming from? Is it a hell no or is it like, yeah, you know, I'm, I am the man and I'll, I'll take care of that. Let me start. I'm the man and I don't have to do <laughs> I was looking forward to his answer. <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Fur. Join my co-host, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. What up, guys? Uh, First of all, shopping style still going on. Still want to put a plug in for that. Make sure you go out and get your tickets. It's going to be a dope, dope event, like we have always said. Uh, We've got so many more items for the silent auction and they're all like super dope we got hotel stays we got atlanta falcon tickets uh we got you know hair appointments so you can get get your your wig split or whatever they call it at these days you can get that right right before you go on this trip i mean it's just it's going to be a dope silent auction um so make sure you get your tickets for that don't forget about that for, um, if you're in Birmingham, traveling to Birmingham for classic and everything, make sure you throw us on your calendar for that Sunday. Um, also wanted to talk about ASU and uh, JSU. So Jackson State came up for ASU's homecoming, uh, and the tickets sold out, which is really really dope. Uh, and and that's rare even for an HBCU to sell out uh, on their uh, homecomings. Um, so Ferg's like, no, no, it's not. So it. it well, for ASU it is. Uh, I'll put it like that. Um, and so they they sold out, but resale was up, upwards of one hundred and seventy dollars for resale for those tickets. So uh, Dion said no, that that's what's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. And Dion said, um, "Who booked us for homecoming?" That was his exact quote. So <laughs> that man, that man is putting himself on the map. Like they're, you know, look, we we are not your homecoming rivals. That there makes no sense. There are some Alabama State alumni that say they always sell out on uh, homecoming as well, too. I just want to throw that out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but that resale, that, that, always, that's... UAB sell out for homecoming? Nope. We don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> HBCs stand up. There you but, go. Uh, I, I, no, I, that resellers, that resellers, that's, that's, that's dope. I wish the money was going back to the school, but hey, it is what it is. I don't know why yeah. I didn't think about it. But it also, uh, you know, it it pushes up the value. So when the school starts seeing that resale go up, they can actually increase the price of their normal tickets too. So yeah, but then it hurt, it hurts the loyal fans. It's the fact that you know if you go to ASU's homecoming every year, you pay thirty five dollars for a ticket, fifty dollars with inflation, and now it's eighty to a hundred because some scalpers are doing that. They're not reselling every ticket, you know. It's the fact that if they have, call it, twenty thousand seats, you know, ten of them are going, or eight of them are going, or whatever, to the students, you know. So, uh, don't screw them over. Get your money, yeah. though, school, but don't do it. Do it. The board of trustees be seeing their eyes be getting uh, wide open when they see stuff like that. Yeah, you'll see it. They'll 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 take that way to the extreme really quickly. But then not play Jackson State next year and play some random school uh like Paul Quinn or something like ticket sales are at an all time low. <laughs> Cause they didn't up the price. Yeah, but homecoming season, man. Just love homecoming season in general. So uh it's a good time. Uh, it's UAB's homecoming today, so heading out to the game after we record. Uh, and it's also Haley's birthday tomorrow. Uh, so again, happy birthday to her. We got the club booked out, so or just a section. She didn't want a club because she said she was scared she couldn't fill the club up. So she wanted to rent a section instead. So we're going to the club. She's going to the club. I'm not going to the club uh, because I, I don't want to be bro. anywhere near her turning 21 because I know what I did when I turned 21 and I don't want to see that. I, I, I'm it not wasn't written out of club. Yeah, that's true yeah, too. Sections. Definitely I don't know. Did they have sections when we were 21? 
They, they did. They yeah. did. We just weren't we in just, them. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> we couldn't afford it. <laughs> that, I don't even think that was a. That, you know, it was a thing because they like them like movies like Belly and stuff. They had sections and stuff. We just we. I just glanced over that. Yeah, it, was the, like it was for the dope boys. It was for yeah, the folks with was, money. It wasn't yeah. something that we went in college going to like, dog, we, we going to deep tonight. Y'all trying to get a session? Nah, man, I'm just going. I'm just going to be with the gym, gym pop today. You know that was <laughs> never that was never a discussion at any point. So, um, but I know at, at fam, a lot of times you guys were hosting the uh, parties and stuff, so y'all would have sections at some of the parties. We had a damn section. The brothers posted up. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> you know what? I take that back. We had a section uh, at the graduation party. Mm-hmm. We did have sections, both of them. Uh, yep. Friday night when I died, and Saturday night when I was half dead. Yeah. Uh, and I died because Friday night we had a section. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I stand corrected, but that still was you know mid to two thousand mid two thousand. So. All right, Buff, what you got for us, man? Or was that it, Rosie? Uh Yeah, well, I, 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 Buff is probably going to talk about this White Lives Matter um, t-shirt from Kanye nah, West, but if nah, not... go ahead. I, I wasn't, yeah, you know. I just wanted to bring that up and how coonish, and I, I, I want to welcome everybody back to the Kanye West boycott. Uh, I, you know, I know a lot of people kind of lightened up on it and everything, but uh, we, we expected you guys back, so cool. Welcome back. Welcome back to the boycott. <laughs> No, we need an ostracist. Like, no, it's it's all or nothing. They need to be excommunicated from the community. Mm-hmm. Like, is it's all or nothing? People still but, find uh, ways to defend him. It's crazy. Oh, he's genius. See, what you don't yeah. see is, uh, uh, I, 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 saw I just hope him the and same um, people. The, the same people no, that's right, criticizing him are the same people that idolized uh, Kim Kardashian. As though that's the same thing. People will always find a way to defend that dude, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and with that same token, like people are always gonna find a way to hate on him. That's what the, that's that's the response. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, he he wasn't alone in his white lives mattering. Buff's uh, personal <laughs> friend and confidant, Candace Owens, was seen right, right, right next to him. <laughs> What what did he call? Did she her? consult with her, you uh, before that? Karen Owens. I know y'all on first, <laughs> are y'all first name basis? Uh, no, no. Uh, but I I didn't. It wasn't a shock to see her in that. You know what I mean? I expect that out of her. Yeah. I hope they end up together. I wish nothing but bad coonery, and just like just they just should be be together. Like that would be such a. Uncle Ruckus, Karen, couple maiden. That's a What's white his name? power Tyrone couple. Bigsby. Isn't that, that is uh, a Dave that Chappelle's is a, uh, character? That is a straight white power couple. <laughs> Biggles, I think. Um, yeah, I got three three quick shows I wanted to mention. One I saw over a month ago, so I've actually forgot a lot about it. But 137 shots, so I finally got around to seeing it. Uh, don't watch it if you're easily triggered by you know police getting away with killing black people uh, but just to just to give you the main point of that documentary the officer that said he feared for his life he feared for his life while coming from behind cover jumping on top of the hood of the car and firing emptying his clip into the windshield of the car while other officers were all surrounding uh, shooting in the car as well so he that was his definition of fearing for his life uh, but on a brighter note Intergalact- Intergalactic is Dope uh, by Kid Cudi it's starring him it's animation so if you can get past the fact that it's animation it's a real real cool story uh, it's like an animated version of Love Jones without the stupidity um, and then last but not least will I like it you know, will I like it <laughs> I think you will you will. Okay. It's no. Okay. It's no. Um, Struggle. I, check up. it out. Yes. Okay. Yes. Check it out, man. It's 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 good. What what platform is it on? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I keep seeing the flyers. We know the postings for it. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, oh, don't you can't watch it with your kids though. Yeah, some grown up material. Some stroking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
my social media friends, they got me. Every once in a while, they put me on a good show. Every once in a while, they lead me astray. I kept seeing people talk about Tyler Perry's new movie and how this isn't a typical Tyler Perry movie. And he really outdid himself this time. And y'all should check it out, even if you don't like Tyler Perry, because this is so different. Jazz man's blues, it's not different. It's a typical <laughs> Tyler Perry movie. And uh, listen... I don't want that to come across as hate on Tyler. I'm very proud of what Tyler Perry has done for himself, but his movies to me are always predictable and the characters are so cartoony, especially the villains. Like one of the characters in this new movie, the grandmother of, uh, I forgot the girl's name, uh, that that's like the love interest or whatever. The grandfather, her grandfather, like literally does like an evil laugh as she leaves with her mom in one scene. And I'm like, what, what, is this Marvel right now? Like, what are we doing right now? Who who does that? But his characters are so over the top. He does not know the definition of subtle. The movie was predictable. But with that said, if you like Tyler Perry, you'll probably enjoy this. But y'all got me. I thought maybe, okay, let me give him a chance. This might be different. It wasn't. Well, um, I was uh, involved in a a debate or a conversation on why Tyler Perry has not been nominated for an Oscar yet. And they use Jazzman Blues as a prime example of the quality of his movies and how he's not getting a fair <laughs> shot. So are you just being too critical for Oscar worthy nominee? It's like y'all have been too critical. I'm like that's for, for, how for what you- category? Is my question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they open up a category, best bad wig. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they want. And it's like there are plenty of black producers and directors who are putting some stuff out there. Like, like just, to put I, him on the level of a, a Ryan Coogler or somebody like that. Like it, it's it's a slap in the face to those folks that are really putting out really quality content. When you say a, you he he needs to have an Oscar, it's a slap in the face to continue this conversation. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So, look, you got anything else for uh, us, bro? That's it, man. I just wanted to get those three shows out there, but definitely check out Intergalactic, man. All right. Oh, oh, speaking of movies, though, um, the Werewolf by Night by Marvel, their their Halloween special for um you know the, the the season is actually really really good if you're into kind of a classic oh, okay. yeah it came out uh thursday and if you're into like classic horror movies so it, you got to understand it is it is based on and it actually fits really well with your classic like dracula um like the old old draculas or the old frankensteins that type of stuff it's it that feel to it it's in black and white yeah and, and so it really feels like that uh and it, it plays on those tropes a lot and so it's predictable it's nothing that you know you're gonna write home about but at the same time it's really really good for the the holiday and hocus pocus 2 is awesome so if you haven't watched hocus pocus 2 mm. watch that with the kids that was really good. My kids loved it. Okay, that's it all I Halloween got for season. Um, go check check these recommendations out. So I'm just gonna be quick, happy. Uh, I missed this last week to give a shout out early, but happy 135 FAMU. We just celebrated 135 years of exist- existence. 1887, um, College of Love and Charity. So happy 135. Uh, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this at all, but it is breakup season in these streets. It is. Yeah, it's it's tough in these streets. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. So it, it's crazy. And social media is all uh, a Twitter um, <laughs> with these commentaries and everybody's opinion on it. And, you know, I never care about the the, the couple themselves not in a bad way I always look at like the overarching themes what can we learn from these conversations what can we learn from the situation what can we take from it and um, and how people react so I think at some point uh, we'll bring that up in the show well I know at some point I'll bring that up in the show but any anything that stood out to you guys personally 
or that was a surprise or a surprise quote mm-hmm. surprise take or anything so far nah cause people cheat I I, I think you know that's that's well, ultimately what it is but it's only been one that's been uh, accused of cheating right and that's the whole Neil Long situation well I'm not gonna say the Neil Long how does it pronounce that's Emo- a good point what's his name you know what I'm saying Emo- like yeah. Yeah, like yeah. and I don't want to make call of the Neil Long situation because she didn't cheat, you know. So always you know, the same way we put a the Trayvon that Martin trial. Of. Like it's that yeah. That exactly. But um so the others, you know, there's always assumptions and stuff like that, but any um you know, outside of people cheat. So if not, then let's keep going. Um, because I have one I want to talk about. Uh is Sophia around for a joke? Yeah, man. Let me go grab her. Hold on. Good afternoon, Sophia. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good afternoon. Oh, you're right. It is morning. I apologize. I stand yeah, corrected. Thank good. you for correcting. It's afternoon where I am. I... Oh. Well, <laughs> how's your day going so far? Very good. I ate your a hair good I hot breakfast. Thank you. I had a good I hot breakfast. You had breakfast? I heard Daddy <laughs> flew you out to uh, what, Huntsville or Tuscaloosa huh. to get your hair done. Uh no, he didn't make. Haley took me and we went. Oh, to... Haley flew you out. Yeah, she, we didn't fly, we drove. <laughs> okay, y'all went on a road trip to get your hair done. That's that's what rich people yeah. do. You know that? Zoom. Nope. <laughs> yeah, like people like me and Buff, we get our hair done in, like in the city we stay in because we're not rich like you and um Daddy and Ollie. Just in case you didn't know. No, I just just right the street. I think it's the same. No, you would because you're rich and you don't understand. <laughs> just letting you know. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, okay. Do you have a joke for us today? Yes. Next summer, I'm applying for a, for a job cleaning mirrors. Why? It's something I can see myself doing. <laughs> 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 Bravo. Bravo. Well done. Thank you, thank you. I'm here on <laughs> the Sophie mic drop. Alrighty. How do we want to jump into this? You didn't get a question last week, man, so it's on you. Oh yeah, man. Okay. Well, Let's keep the party going with what we were talking about. So uh, the whole uh, breakup week. So like I said, I really don't care too much about the personal lives of other people uh, as a whole. But when I looked at some of the comments and one stood out for me was Tom Brady and Giselle. And it seemed like there was a lot of judgment on him going back to work and there you know a lot of people are speculating him returning to football was the last straw that you know he was trying to get away from his family and he's played for X amount of years he should be over it it's time for him to retire and um, be a family man which I'm not agreeing with or disagreeing with it was the comments and I took two things from that one was the thought process of retiring at what he's 44 about to turn 45 yeah I think so somewhere so, in there. Yeah. yeah I think he is 45 so 45 years old and just saying hey you're old because they were saying like he's old he should just retire I'm like in football years I get it but that's still you know young you've done something that you care about your whole life so what are your thoughts about people saying that you know, because of his age, he should be forced to retire and just think about it in the everyday setting. Right. And then also the fact that people are almost coming at him for pursuing his passion. And if the role were reversed, what would they say? Does that make sense? Yeah. If, you go first, if he was asking, if he was asking Giselle to retire, at 45 <laughs> or um, any woman so the, the the first part of your question 
I don't I don't know if it has so much to do with his age. I think Giselle has wanted him to retire for about 10 years now. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, to my understanding, they've actually been here before to where she has left for a little while or come close to leaving. Like she's wanted him. And it's not so much the age as it is the injuries he deals with and just how how long he's gone. You know, I think she's ready to have her family and have him there and not be, I'm sure what she feels like is a, a part-time dad. Um, as far as people criticizing him uh, pursuing his passion, that's a nothing burger. I mean, when you're passionate about something, people on the outside, they can't relate because they're not passionate about it. So there's even there's no reason to even debate that. The final part of your question, uh, if the roles were reversed, I think we as a society are so used to a woman supporting her man no matter what that the re- the fact that she has left and has rejected this notion of him continuing to play is what's causing so much like oh wow I think if it was the other way around I think you would see a lot of people saying well she you know she she should understand where he coming from he, he read that man ready to have his wife at home and you know she's traveling around the world all these all these months of the year and stuff. So I don't blame Tom for, for wanting to leave her. I think, I think you will see that a lot more than you do with how it is now. And people saying how he shouldn't have gone back. You are hearing that you are hearing that, but I think the main reason you're hearing that is like the first point you made because of his age in football. Like most people feel like, man, look, you got seven rings. You've been playing 20 plus years. Yeah, you should go. But if, if he was like 30 or something, you probably would hear nobody saying this about him because we're so used to women supporting men in their careers that it it it's normalized in a, in a sense. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I, I think it's one of those things that his age should be irrelevant because his skills, he's still top five, top six top quarterbacks three. in the league right now. Right, like, he had the it, passing yards or a touchdowns or something last year, I think. Yeah, so I, I mean, his age really is irrelevant, even in football, uh, because you, you can't put anybody up against him and be like, "Oh yeah, they're a better quarterback than him." Right? I mean, he's going to be in the conversation with best quarterbacks in the league right now, so he still should be a viable candidate or a viable option to be a quarterback. I don't think age should matter in that. Um, no matter how many rings he's had or whatever, if like he still, if a team can still put him on the field and win with him, then that's what you should be. That's what you want, right? So, I, I think it's one of those things that we should be stepping back and really looking at it logically, and stop getting out, get out of our emotions, um, and, and stop acting like women. If if going back to the women are emotional, men are logical uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's stop being emotional about it and actually be logical about it. And he should still be playing. But I think I am one hundred percent on Giselle's side on this. Is he's making those decisions uh, in a vacuum and not taking her cons- into consideration, right? Not taking her her wishes. And, and that goes back to me talking about independent women. I think men have to understand that they can't be independent either. But Buff, you talked about the whole, um, you know, if this had been a man telling a woman to retire, not a lot of uh, stuff would be said, right? Because that's just, that's normal. We, we see that, right? Or the woman um, just kind of going along with it because the man leads and whatever he says, then she needs to go along with it. I'm all about interdependence. I'm talking about a relationship and he's making that choice and his wife is kind of putting her foot down. Hey, this is my 5% that I really, really care about. I'm veto power. I'm using my veto power. You can't go back right now uh, for the family. And he's still saying, well, screw you. I'm going. All right. He made an independent decision and independent equals single. Tom, you're single now, bro. That's how it is. And so, you know, I, I, I'm an equal opportunity uh, person when it comes to this. You cannot be independent in a relationship. And Tom just wanted to be independent. And so I'm 100% on Janelle, uh, Giselle walking away because that's her right to say, you made that decision yourself, so you deal with the consequences. I, I feel you. So there, you guys made some great points. A couple of takeaways and things I want to add on is we talked about him still being a viable option. Imagine you've been doing something you love for 20 plus years and you know for a fact that the 
the best case scenario, you got one to two years left. That's it. You can never get that back. Never get those years back. Because three years from now, we won't be having this conversation, right? Um, Most likely. You know, three. But I can be with my family for the rest of my life. It's one of those things. Are you going to regret this? Now, he might regret losing his family, I'm pretty sure. Or hopefully he doesn't lose his family. Maybe, you know, the change in dynamics. Because divorce should not be... um, somebody losing their family and I think that's what happened so much like okay I'm gonna make you pay by doing this but it's hey I'm going to the same way we people have they hold grudges against somebody because they missed out you know it's I didn't go off to college because I stayed home to take care of my mom. You make life decisions based off of somebody else. And so when you were talking about being independent, Rizy, it's it's one of those it's one of those situations. And I I hate it um, in relationships where it's somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. So you're saying he made a decision to go back on his own. But sh- if he would have stayed home. You, she took the decision to go back away from him. Like, I'm doing this because you basically told me to. So it's, that's why it's always about intent and understanding and love to me. And it sounds so crazy or foolish or, you know, it's like, oh God, love doesn't solve everything. It's like, if you understand your partner, you understand the person you're with, you know how big this is to them. And having like, babe, I get it. And when we had this conversation five years ago, who would have thought that I would still be a viable quarterback five years from now today? Like, let's just be honest. And I understand what we might have talked about. But I feel like after this, I'm going to always wonder for the rest of my life what what I could have done with that last year. Could I got enough? Could I have eight rings? Could I have nine rings? And I'll never know. You're going to know, Tom. And it's like, babe, I get it. I want to be home with you guys, but this is this is part of my life too. This is part of who I am. This is part of my brand. I'm I'm just not a and I t- I talk about this. I teach this. I'm just not a a husband and a father. There's more to me than just being here with you guys. You know, um, and same for her. And so having that conversation and like, well, bitch, when when you hang this this your cleats up again again, um. This is it. I'm not taking up for her or him. I just like I want people to realize and what you were saying, Buff, about if it was reversed. They would be coming for his neck. I don't think people would be as understanding. No man should tell a woman she should retire. So that's what's wrong with men today. Telling her she's she's 45. She's still one of the hottest models out there. She can book a get like I, I feel like people because of the world we live in, it's there's going to be some people that agree with them because they're traditionalists, but I think it's also going to be a lot of flack where it's, mis- it's a misogynistic mentality for a man to think that he should be able to control a woman's career path. If it was if it was Tom Brady, nobody, I think it would reverse. They'd be like, nobody would ask, be asking him to retire. So you're going to, we all know there's always going to be two sides to the argument, you know, uh, rather than getting down to the nuts and bolts of like, let's understand how do we uh, coexist and make things better. So, Byron, I saw you had a uh, rebuttal. Uh, I'm ready for it. Well, no, no, no. You kind of what you said towards the end. I kind of backed off. I, I, I agree. You, you're always going to have people on both sides saying stuff. So that's true. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we've all heard that. You know that you don't, you shouldn't change for no man. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, like I, I always I, I bring think this up. Are, uh, I, I was gonna say I always bring this up. This is the only this is the only time I ever took taken up for Sarah Palin. But I just remember when McCain picked her to be his VP, people were literally saying she needs to stay home and raise her kids. Like why? You know, that's what she need to be more worried about. And the fact that they have kids, I can see people saying, you know, it's time for Giselle to hang it up. She had a great modeling career. She need to raise her kids. Oh, I, but, I think they said that for Palin because when women are in position of power, they don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's that was their way of saying, 
yeah, I think <laughs> anytime a woman is in a position of power, they want to fight that or a potential woman. But if she's doing something, if she's going to be there walking down the, the runway, unless she's doing lingerie, well, she's too old. She a mother now like that. I see that. Mm. But if it's, yeah. you know, that, you know, it, it's it's everybody has the right. And I think the bigger question is. Do. How loyal do you have to be to yourself and your your wants and desires? versus those of the people that you love right like this is your passion this is who you are this is part of who you are you are the goat and i'm not a tom brady fan you are the goat and if you can get another one do you hang that up because the world and your wife and your kids are you a bad father are you a bad husband at this point you know like Byron, you're taking a me day right this is your me day yes. you could be doing something you could be spending time with your family right you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's always something, you know, um, and that's for women and men. I mean, I think women, we talk about this all the time. The world's criticizing women for pursuing their passions, pursuing their careers and all this stuff, uh, which pushes, puts them in the dating pool or marriage pool a lot later than uh, traditional. And it's like, well, you focus on your career. So here you go. And it's like, but I really wanted to be a doctor. I really wanted to get my MBA. I really wanted to start my own law firm. I would have wanted to start my own business. It's, does that make you a bad person, a bad mother, mad, you know, wife, because you wanted to do these things. And until we start having those real conversations, we're not getting anywhere, but I'm done. Razzy, you got cut off. You wanted to go ahead. No, it's fine. It's fine. Same time. Oh, I was just going to say, like, we, I, I, I think, again we're making assumptions that those conversations that you were talking about with you know hey it's my last season I got a little bit in me we're making assumptions it didn't happen I, I feel like those probably did happen and that probably okay. was his his you know his defense and he was talking to her and it's probably why he was like I want to go back I got to go back I, I still got it in me I can I can get another couple rings you know I want this legacy to be huge um, and I think it's one of those things that Giselle made that that decision that the the his argument wasn't good enough this time you know they probably like above said they they've had this conversation multiple years he keeps moving the goalposts give me another year give me another year oh i got another year in me uh and at this point it's it's to the point where she's just like i'm, I'm done i'm not moving the goalposts anymore uh, you know and so i we i don't want to make assumptions that those conversations haven't been had or whatever um because we we just don't know what has so that's why i'm kind of on the I am I'm down for Tom getting his other season and all of that if that he if he believes that's what he needed to do and I'm down for Giselle saying well you made that choice yeah. and I said no and and so I'm going this way it, it, that is what being an adult is is making the choices and living with them. I was just using that as an example for other couples because Tom and Giselle guess what they're gonna be okay. Yeah, you know yeah. I just want other people out there to understand how using this something that everybody knows about and kind of has one side or the other. Hence the this was a perfect example of the reverse battle of sexes, right? Everybody has an argument for the other person, and it's like, let's get down to the nitty gritty. You know, this is your this is his passion, this is her passion, this is her belief. She wants you at home. She has a right to want you at home, by all means. But any of those situations could be a completely different thing. It's hey, people have right, have the real conversations. Don't think your way is the only way. Understand the other partners, your partner side of you. All right. Who's up next? You want to go both? I, I can go. Okay. Um, so I want to shout out, inspire you on air, new beat of the bay. Uh, just throw that out in the middle of, we, we, we keep, I end up having to talk about it at the end of the show, but, um, thank y'all for everybody that listens uh, to that. Uh, if you don't have the app, if you listen to us on any of your podcast and platforms, make sure you go and uh, download the Inspire You On Air app as well. And you can listen to some uh, awesome radio there and you can hear us every night or every Monday night, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So check us out there. But um, kind of piggybacking on Central. C- 10 p.m. Yeah, Central. 10 p.m. in Central. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so piggybacking on the whole Kanye thing a lot of I've seen a lot of feedback and folks talking about well you know desegregation was the worst thing that happened to us and you know this is what is an issue and yada 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 I don't know how we got ended up into that 
based on what Kanye did, but either way it goes, I've seen it. It's come out. And so I just wanted to ask you guys, was desegregation good or bad for the black community and black people? And I want to separate it because I think it might be different based on the community versus individuals like black people. So was it good or bad? Both. Okay. All right. Uh, it was, it was, it's good in the sense that, um, because one of the, one of the reasons that, uh, we fought for that so hard is because, you know, like you look at our schools and education and things like that, we were not getting the same resources that the white schools in the same area were getting and things like that. Uh, the, the, you know, the colored only bathroom or water fountain was, was, you know, compared to the whites only and things like that. So that's one of the reasons we fought for it. The reason it's bad is because if you look at, I mean, we talked about this on several episodes. If you look at like uh, the black colleges, the HBCUs and what it did to our sport program. Uh, if you look at the entrepreneurship that we, we had back then, if you look at the nucleus of the black family back then, like a lot of that was stronger because we didn't have any other choice. Like if you wanted to play college football or basketball, you pretty much had to go to an HBCU. So all of our talent stayed there. Um, if you if you wanted to um, be successful, or whatever you know, you kind of were driven to go out there and make your own way and, and, and try to start your own business because the chances of you getting hired at a white company or whatever was slim. And if you did, you were going to do something that was well below your skill level and things like that. So I think it definitely, you know, forced us to do a lot of the things that we yearn for and are striving to, you know, get our culture, get our people to do like, you know, we always say support black business and things like that. I think back then we were kind of forced to do those things because we couldn't eat in certain restaurants or shop in certain places, we had to support black people, black places, so black owned places. So that is, I guess you could say the bad that happened with desegregation. Uh, so I think it had, it had its good and its bad, just pretty much like with anything big, like, a, you know, from affirmative action, we've talked about that on this show before, uh, taxing the rich or like any major thing it's going to have this good and this bad. And I think with desegregation, it's no different. Cool. Art. <sighs> yeah, it, it's, it's not a either or. It's a both. Um, With the good, it made certain things more attainable. Like there's still a glass ceiling to be black, even though we had a black president, you know, and the whole thing. So the glass racism was over. Um, <laughs> but there's it made things like the jobs we all have. We couldn't have had before desegregation. Like it allowed us to do things financially and move around and go places and live a life that we currently live that we wouldn't have been able to do before that. It helped certain people. So it helped the people. Um, But the community, not so much because there's still so many poor black schools. You know, it's the, the distribution of wealth is still so vast. And I think that, that, the challenge, let's say you, they had the best of intent with desegregation. I always look at it like this. The, the, the challenge was they opened the doors to a culture that was, for the most part, emulating or saw success as white culture. Does that make sense? Like it's if you look at other com- cultures or communities they still have their culture. If you go, if I go down Bel Air and Bissonette in Houston, you go to Asia town, they're successful, but they still have their bits of culture. They are, there are Jewish communities that still that, you know, in Muslim, like there's communities, but that still practice their culture. Our culture here in America is so closely emulating 
white culture with our black twist, like the religious views, the the the, the white the American dream. The black American dream and white American dream aren't separate. You know, we we when we were growing up, our goal was to live like white people. Like we wanted the freedoms that we saw white people have. And so for us, a lot of those things were the the we's. We moved away from the community that we would have been forced to. We still had the same amount of brain power and will and drive to be successful. We would have been successful in any time period. But our talents, we took our talent to South Beach. We didn't stay at home. We didn't stay in Cleveland. You know, we we took our talents, made ourselves better, and we still able to give back to our community. But it's the Rizzi's buffs. We probably all stayed in Mobile. We probably would all still be in Mobile today. Right. And maybe we're in the rich, you know, the 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 nice side of Tomanville, and we're giving back, and people are looking at Rizzi the banker. And um, I was in, uh, I went to one of my lamplighters. His grandfather passed a few months ago, and the way they talked about his grandfather at the funeral, like he was this uh, black banker, and how many black people came to the community in this this small bank to open up their first bank account. And the pastor of the church that was actually giving his eulogy spoke on that. He remember opened his first bank account with that young that the, the the guy. And later on, coming back as he got older and wanted to get a loan for his house, and them developing a friendship, and him becoming a pastor. Like we don't see that as much, you know, because we you know we're spread out. I mean, we we have maybe more resources, but we're not as resourceful. We're not as we're not pulling together our community and doing the things that we had to do for our community to thrive. Um, I think integration or desegregation maybe maybe made us more individuals because it it was even though it was intended for the everybody, everybody can benefit from it. So the people that benefited from it took their money and ran for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Imagine if the 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 people that we're talking about that can come, we're the people that can make a change in the community. How much time are you going to give back? Do you have other goals? Because we're trying to live this American, this white American dream. And I don't say it in a bad way. You know, it's not a bad thing, but we're trying to live this American dream that takes more of our time. So. But I saw I, I, I saw a lot of head not shaking, so I feel like I'm about to get torn up. No, no, no. I, I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said desegregation made us more individualized, and that's why I wanted to separate the community from the people uh, because I definitely agree that desegregation was good for the people; it was bad for the community. Uh, and, and so I, I think that's along the lines of basically what you described buff was that right it's like yes it blew the communities apart now we don't have money flipping in our communities as much all of that we you know when we go out and we make the money we move out to the areas that we w- traditionally wouldn't have been able to move out to so what happens is you get the, the economic flight from our black communities right so as you make money you move away and that money goes and it flips in your Hoovers and your, you know, suburbs and all of that. And it doesn't stay in that community where it would have been, right? Your doctor and your lawyers and everybody would have been in that community, flipping that money in that community. Uh, so it definitely blew our communities up and it, it caused a, a steep divide from the, an economic aspect. So now you get more depressed in the low income areas uh, and then that money, as we get money, we move out into a mixed community, right? And so, and what you would probably say is a white community 90% of the time. Uh, and that just because of economic wealth or, or historical wealth, right? Generational wealth. Um, but when you talked about those communities that, you know, the the Asia towns and, and the Muslim communities and the Jewish communities and stuff like that, 
what you see a lot of times is they they come back but we do that too right on a sunday we still are in the black churches a lot of times we go into those areas we hang out in those areas uh when we want to you know go to the club or something like that we go back into those communities so we flip a little bit there uh as far as money goes but then we go back out and a lot of those communities do that too uh and you'll start seeing that that's a generational thing as well as you get a second generation, third generation, fourth generation, uh, you'll start seeing that even those groups start to dissipate and move out into your wider areas, right? They're not staying in that community anymore uh, and, and they're moving out. And so there, there isn't this idea. I mean, those but, other kind of nationalities, races and things like that do the exact same thing. It's just that we've been here longer. We're not immigrants anymore. But that's their right? fear too. You know, that's what you hear the older generation. But once again, and I, I agree with you, but they still have they can still go back to Mexico. They can still come back and celebrate something that's completely separate from the the American thing. You know, like even in our in our blackest, we're still like we're still. How different is our our, you know, our culture? I, you know, I mean, like, but yeah, that that's that is so far back they've they've erased that culture so far back that it's just hard for us to just go back and embrace yeah. that right black african-american yeah, culture is american is an americanized culture uh and, and i i think that's one thing that we have to just accept and that's go I mean. forward like that there's there is no like it's not going to be separate so i definitely agree with you yeah it is black so american culture anyway. is america yeah yeah but, because we've been here so long so yeah. and and that our ideal was what that white America looked like back pre you know segregation even slavery right we wanted what they had and and I think we've gotten to the point where we can get it there's still some you know there's hurdles and all of that but now we've gotten to a point that we can get it and I don't think that's a bad thing and I and I I hear a lot of activists try to act like it's a bad thing that we've moved into those suburbs and we can achieve and everything we just have to be specific about being able to go back and give back and make sure that uh, money gets back in those communities somehow. Uh, but I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not one that's like, I think all of our black doctors, lawyers and, and executives need to go back and live in the hood. I it just, it, it, I, I don't agree. I, I, you know, maybe that's personal, maybe that's selfish, but I don't think that that makes sense for us to try to compress back to where all of us are back in the segregated communities that all of us are going to be in the same spot. I, 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 I don't agree with that. Agree. So that's all I got, man. I just wanted to bring it up, see your thoughts on it. Good question, man. Um, my, my question is, uh, well, we'll see how quick it'll be because Ferg uh, called us out last week. Uh, I've seen this scenario painted out on social media a few times and I just wanted to get y'all quick thoughts on it. So say you're out with your your wife, your significant other, and for whatever reason, you know, three of her girlfriends are there and y'all you guys are out to dinner. As you being the only man there, and that and that being your wife's close friends, when the bill comes, do you feel compelled or obligated to pay for her friends' meals? And I ask this because there is a certain section of women that say, well, women are always telling us what real men are these days, but say that as the man, you should pay for her and her friend's meal as well, because you're her man and you represent her and there shouldn't be separate tabs for you and her and then a tab for her friends. You should take on that whole bill. You guys agree with that? You see where they're coming from? Is it a hell no, or is it like, yeah, you know, I'm, I am the man, and I'll I'll take care of that. Let me start. I'm the man, and I don't have to do. Shit. <laughs> I was looking forward to his answer. <laughs> like whether I pay for it or not, I still am the man at that table. I still am who I am. Now, would I pay for it? That's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem. I don't, I'm never, I don't feel obligated to do anything. I'll tell you what I've seen that is super dope. Z and I have combined accounts. Like what's mine is hers. And you know, what's hers is mine. I think that's how this goes or whatever, but I've seen couples, um, and I'll shout out action. 
Lisa, his wife does that. If they're out with a group, if she wants the, the house to pay for it, she will pay for the meal. So there's no question to what's going to happen. We're out. I brought my friends, my husband here. We're pay- this is our household income. I'm in a paying a credit card bill anyway, right? But at the end of the day, if Z wanted me to pay, Z will pay. You know? Um, these are her good friends that came in to visit or something. It depends. Like, we're just chilling on a week. You know, random day is like, oh, da-da-da, and da-da-da in an area they want us to pay. Eh, okay. I mean, they're not paying. They want to come eat with us. That's fine. But if they came down from wherever for the weekend and they're com- they came down to spend time with her or something like that yeah you know I would pay hands down but it's not whether I pay or not is not the that doesn't solidify my manhood you know um, a real woman would protect their finances and protect their right. if we're trying to save money or something like that it's like mm, them bitches want us to buy what spend on and she, and she had to know the nerve to order what what the fuck she think we are like she knows she can't afford that hell when we went out last week she was eating off my plate like that's what a real woman would do we don't like the sound of that right um no I don't feel obligated I don't have a problem with it if they're coming to celebrate my wife we went we went out for Z's uh, birthday a few weeks ago and the people that came out, I, 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 I got the tab. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a. You came out. It's Houston. You just came to celebrate my wife's time. I picked up the tab. I didn't have a problem with it. But don't just, you know, don't make that the assumption. And I've seen that happen a couple of times. I don't know if they do that every week, but I think that was like I like that. You know, it's the fact that I'll if I want my my husband to pay, if I want us to, if I want us to pay. I will pay. I'm not going to look at him like, here you go, baby, go pay for it. You know, like, well, you take your credit card out. You know, it's the same. We got the same credit card, you know. Um, yeah. You don't take that to pay everybody's way either. Yeah. That's the other part. You know, your wife ain't going to do that just on a, on a whim all the time. Right. I, I, I think it comes down. It's a situational thing. It's not a every time she, her, she invites her homegirls, I'm paying type thing. And like you said, Ferg, it's very different if your finances are combined versus if you have separate finances, right? If that's just my my significant other, we're dating or whatever, and she all of a sudden brings her homegirls, uh, I'm probably not paying for home homegirls. Just not, right? Now, if we're in a very serious relationship, we are on the verge maybe not have combined but on the verge of combining we at least talk about household income type thing right and we're making plans together then maybe yeah like you said for just pay for it i got it whatever you need to let me know like is this one of those times that i'm paying for your girls or not uh and and maybe i will do that or not but they need to come ready to pay don't don't walk in with that expectation that i'm paying do not because you know depending it could be depending on what you ordered and everything right like you ordered a a a salad something normal i got the appetizers that type of thing but you know and i and when they come i'll be like i got the check don't worry about it but if you order lobster tails and and, you know you you about to bump my bill up to four hundred dollars five hundred dollars no i'm probably not gonna pay that Right, I don't know you like that. I'm they not like trying to sleep with legs, you. Rossi. That's really what it come down to. Yeah, exactly. Crab legs, like it, it, it's. <laughs> let's be honest about this. I am paying, especially if we're dating or starting to date. I am paying for you so that I can actually have a relationship with you. Right, I'm paying for you because of that expectation that I want to forward our relationship with you. That's why she right? should go Dutch. That's it we should go Dutch. I mean, it, you know, or we talked about that a little bit, right? We should be taking turns, that type of thing. You should be jumping in, oh, paying sometimes. This was on you. That type of thing. <laughs> yeah, this was on you. Like, uh, oh, your homegirls come. So this was on you. You paying for my big meal too? Like, that, that that's my question. Like, if you it's invited your homegirls, <laughs> right, if you invited your homegirls, you should be paying. I'm not paying for your homegirls too. Like, I... I am paying for the group if I felt like I wanted to pay for the group, depending on what it is. If it's your 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 holiday, I'm trying to celebrate you. I brought everybody in. 
that type of thing. I, I'm not paying for your homegirls just on a whim, period. Hey, time out, fellas. How many times do y'all think we've been called sorry to niggas since this conversation has started? I don't care. I don't care because they need to know. <laughs> um, no, I, I like both of y'all answers, man. I like both of y'all answers. It's definitely situational. Like, for one thing, if if I know these homegirls quite well, and when they've gone out, they usually get chicken fingers and Caesar salad. And then when they know or think I'm paying, like Roger say, they getting the surfing turf and they ordering old fashions and lemon drops. Hell no. Um, but it, it I, I, I like what Roger said. Don't expect it. If I want to, I will. If I don't want to, I won't. And it's just that simple. It just depends on how I feel. I never, this had like, this is universal. Like um, I've paid for other couples before. I never let people know if I'm going to pay for their dinner. Never do that. Because exactly. they're going to always be tempted to order some shit that they wouldn't normally order. I want you to order <laughs> as though you think you paying. And if I plan on paying, when the check comes, I got it. And you know, I'll watch you do the whole fake. Oh, no, 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 you don't have to. No, <laughs> no, damn well, <laughs> you want me to, but that's fine. Right. That's fine. But <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what? You right. You right. Like, my it, bad. it might not be fake. It might yeah. not be fake because, I, I, you know, when people pay for me, I feel awkward. Like, I'm like, no, yeah. you don't have does, to do it, that. It, I, it, I, it, I got it. Uh, so it does you, feel awkward. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, like, I, I automatically think, okay, how can I make this up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so <laughs> where, we going, where we going next? Next round on me. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> another thing I considered also is, and I forgot to mention this is, have they ever reached in their pocket for my wife? Because like, I have mm-hmm. I have friends that like, if I go out with Rizzy, Rizzy might pay for me. I might pay like my things. If you're willing to pay for me or will, then or my wife at least, because I know there's times where they're gonna go out. Lisa once again it just made me think because. Uh, if they go out for drinks, Z's gonna order what she's gonna order because you know she has her own money and stuff like that. There's a good chance Lisa's gonna buy, offer to pay for it, or whatever the case may be. And so my thing, if she's out or her friends are out or something like that, then yeah, like man, because you would do the same for my wife. Mm. Or you know, uh, if Z came up there, Buff would do the same for uh for them. So my thing is, if it's my wife's always paying for you, and you know you ain't never you, she pays for you now, I gotta pay for you now. You don't already got enough free meals. Yeah, and and, and I want to just go and put my feminist hat on. That's an antiquated idea anyway. Back that that came from back when women didn't have money and the guy had to pay all the time. My my thing is, y'all work, y'all have money too. Why are you saying that I should be paying for it at any point? Going back to the expectation. That's Why is there an expectation? Does, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And and if the, those men that do that are the same men that have a, another baby, you know, whole family on the other side of town and they were rolling stones and all of that like like don't don't pick and choose what you want to take from the this traditional 50s lifestyle and bring forward and then pick and choose and, and say nope i don't want that but i want this that's my that's my issue with it and that's friendship like especially friendship we're not you're not dating any of these chicks and i'm just saying in period because i've i've been around women um and i have i have a bunch of female friends y'all know this that like if we're going out you know if i Bruh, if I came to Atlanta, Alexis has, bruh, you're, you're visiting. Alexis has paid, Mike's wife has paid for my food. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If she's coming to Houston, she's meeting up with me, I'm paying for her food. You know, that, that that's how the type friends and people that I've, I've been around. So I know it's not just a woman thing or a man thing. It's about valuing each other and valuing friendships and not trying to take advantage of the situations. I mean, I can't wait to get to Atlanta so Alexis can, but we can go to that uh, that Mexican restaurant she like and she can buy my food. That's never the thought. We never, we don't look for free meals and anybody, any man that looks for anything free from other people is considered a bum anyway. If Thanks. we all went out and I, we look at, and nobody wants to pay you know, either we splitting the check 
or everybody's or, or, or somebody's picking up the tab, I can't go in there and expect Buff to pay for my meal. But Dial, you know, I did come to uh, Manassas to hang out with you, man. You, you, you know, you, you ain't buying my food. <laughs> Let me make a a freaking Twitter or a TikTok about how sorry this nigga is. How what? <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Because men can't do the same thing. <laughs> Let's go ahead and close it on out, fellas. But y'all sorry. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just say this. We've talked about this book several times on past episodes. Will, I finally uh, finished it actually this morning. Uh, my book club meeting is tonight with some of the fellas to discuss the book. Uh, and I just want to mention how he just brought something because uh, we asked this question on, on this show before about what do you prior where where does feelings fall in the, the priority rankings after like food, security, shelter, all that stuff? Um, it was just cool to watch his journey and realize how he has always negated people's feelings and that, you know, how he thought life was about all these other things, like some things are about business and this, that. When it all comes down to is everything comes down to feelings. Everything. Business deals, hell. In the court of law, it comes down to feelings. That's why lawyers fight over uh, who they pick as their jury. That's why they recommend you to come in there with a suit on and things like that and look presentable so you don't, you want to make the jury feel like you couldn't have possibly done this crime and things like that. Everything is about feelings. And I know we live in a society where we tell people, get out your feelings. Don't be in your feelings. Don't be guided by your feelings use facts and this, that, and other. We just had a guy that was elected president four years ago because of how he made millions and millions of people feel. He didn't have facts on his side necessarily, but he made them feel a certain kind of way. So I guess I'm just using this opportunity to say, listen, we cannot negate feelings. They drive down there everything. And it's something that I think we as a society need to pay more attention to and and not use it as some toss away of telling people, man, get out your feelings. It's about this. No, it's about how you make people feel at the end of the day. That's going to make them do what you want them to do and et cetera. Dope book. Will check it out. If you haven't read it, it's a very, very good book. I'm fine. I'm glad I finally finished. I caught up with you guys. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It was so, so good. It, it was probably one of the best books I've read in at least the last five years. Like it, it's that good. Um, other thing I think I got is uh, this month is Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, and so we wanted to really kind of highlight that. We talked a little bit about desegregation and, and was it good or bad for uh, our community. But I think one of the other things that we have to look at with that is a lot of that Hispanic heritage and, and the, the, they ran through that same issues right uh and, and so a lot of what we did with desegregation affected much more than just us uh and, and so uh shout out to uh the heritage that we have here in america and worldwide for hispanic uh americans and hispanics in general uh so just want to shout out to you guys and 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 just know that you know we appreciate everything that you guys have contributed to um our history and to everything that we've done um going forward so keep at it and and you know viva la raza can i say that is that yeah we'll do that you said said it it. (laughs) (laughs) all right all right i'm just taking this time to thank our listeners um for making this possible without you there wouldn't be a show we'll be talking just to each other and we won't even need to record so appreciate you guys giving us an opportunity to come to your homes, your cars, your whatever you listen to us on. I urge you to share this podcast with people because every blue moon we have people hit us up and some of the comments and feedback we get help me uh, stay motivated to keep doing this. Right. You, you just never know. And we, we don't claim to know it all. Hey, we don't claim to know. Shit. It's the title Three Brothers No Sense. It is. But we 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 will commit to having conversation you know right wrong or indifferent so with that being said i thank you brothers for continuously week after week finding time out of your busy days in this desegregated world that you guys live in living the white american dream to you know get on here and chop it up and keep the conversations interesting i think 
I can honestly say I'm a better person from these conversations. I, it's challenged the ways I've thought about life and it makes me makes me think of things differently or things that I might have even considered um, entertaining. So thank you guys for doing this. Thanks to listeners. Thanks. Uh, thank all the podcast uh, people who are sharing it. And thank you to inspire you on air. The new beat of the Bay. I'm not saying this at the end because it, but it's more of a thank you than anything. Thank you for giving this opportunity to spread our message to your listeners. Three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.